0: You are listening to Musician Today's Weekend Podcast with Vera Blumenko. Tune in for your insight into a professional musician's life and awesome new music. All right, welcome, welcome everybody. Today we have an amazing guest on our episode 20 of Musician Today podcast. Um, She's a performer, performing artist, educator. I can't wait to introduce her fully, so let's go. Amy Serrano Burcom was born in Northern California and she grew up in a musically talented household. She started learning at the age of three and has been playing the violin since 1991. Her studies consisted primarily of classical training with the Suzuki method. So every summer she didn't miss an opportunity to attend fiddle and bluegrass camps. Amy has played a wide range of music with genre-spanning classical pop, fiddle, contemporary and improvisation. And as a child, she started at the Solano. Studied at the Solano Country, uh, country Youth Orchestra, uh, so performed with the orchestra, Solano Suzuki Strings, and. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it Trulio's Philharmonic Orchestra in Peru In college at Point Lama Nazarene University She was first chair's concert master And now is a performing electric and acoustic violinist She has had the opportunity to play for many, many companies Such as the Porsche Cars, O'Gara, Hornblower, Cruisers, MGX Copy Artist By the way, I did a video with him too, it's so cool SD City Ballet Many other and played at hundreds of venues around Southern California. Yay! Unless you're taking a vacation, you will find her on the weekends providing music for weddings parties or playing with a DJ at corporate events. So teaching music and passing on her life passion is one of Amy's greatest joys in life. She has been giving private lessons since 2005 and started group lessons through Strings Project in 2007. She graduated in May 2011 with a Bachelor of Arts in Music and in 2013 with her Master's in Business. Amy believes one should never stop learning and continues to study with other professionals and attend- workshops. So, for fun, she likes to <laughs> salsa dance, also being active and out- outdoors, spending free time by the ocean, hiking on the trail, and working out at the gym. She recently married the love of her life, Dylan Burkham, who is also a talented musician and can be found on dylanburkham.com. And before we go any further, you guys, you can always find Amy on her website at serenomusica.com, YouTube, look her up by Amy Serrano, and uh, Twitter forward slash violinist sd. <laughs> yes, Facebook forward slash Amy Serrano, Serrano, I'm sorry, 1989. Um, Instagram at forward slash Amy.serrano.bercom wood violins even there's a profile so welcome to the wood family we're so excited yeah and forward slash amy serrano okay so amy welcome (laughs) how are you doing today
1: good thank you excited to talk to you and to share some of my thoughts in my life
0: yes i'm really excited too really excited to share your story and your awesome music so I love your original stuff. It's, it's so unique and different. And I just can't wait to make my violin sound like that once I get my viper. <laughs> so amazing. Amazing. Um, so I guess the first question would be, you're an educator, you're a performer, you have such a diverse career. Uh, how do you manage it all? How do you manage your busy schedule? And how do you find social media fits into it?
1: Um. So, honestly, it's just all about time management and discipline. Um, at the beginning of every month, I just look at everything that I have to get done, all the big gigs that I'm going to have to prep, rehearse for, um, mm-hmm. you know, everything to prep for my studio, my, lesson, my private lessons that I teach. And then, um, you know, once I have big picture in mind, then I focus on a weekly basis. And then I look at every week, you know, every new week, I'm like, okay, what needs to be done, and then I prioritize. And then I, every day, the beginning of every day, I'm like, okay, these are the things I have to get done. So um, honestly, I, I just, I don't like wasting time. So yeah, I like, high five to that. <laughs> yeah, I don't go on social media ever for pleasure, honestly. Like very rarely. Like normally, I'm going on to like just you know post something so that you know I can find clients or. You know gives said things to clients but I don't really um just scroll 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 yes. you know I very time you know a lot of time management goes into my schedule yes. so
0: yeah for sure well it looks amazing I love visiting your page <laughs> what was that really cool thing uh, that oscillating kind of device that you were on with the violin the other day I saw it in your stories what was that? And how did you come in
1: contact with that? <laughs> it's called a sway pole. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of different talent agencies have sway poles. And so um, from time to time, I've had agencies reach out and say, hey, like, you know, can you be our violinist sway pole? And I'm like, sure. You know, nice. It's really challenging. It's different. It's maybe not for everybody. It is, you know, <laughs> you are like 20 feet up in the air. So If you have a little fear of heights, I wouldn't recommend it. But it is super fun to be like floating over everybody at a big party. And you're like, hey, everybody.
0: It looks really cool. It it almost makes you look like you're swimming in the ocean. (laughs) Love it. Love it. That was something new. I've never seen one before. Okay. So um, I guess my next question would be, so being classically trained, you had such a serious uh, classical background. How did you come into the cross-genre world? And when did you decide that the classical world was not enough?
1: Um, so, I mean, growing up, like, I always loved pop songs. I always loved top 40 songs. So I, that was always, like, my love, like, always trying to, like, sing. You know, growing up, my confession, like, I listened to the Backstreet Boys and seeing Britney Spears, like, that was my genre. Yay. And. So, I mean, I always, I grew up classically trained, but I loved listening to that music. So um, it was, you know, after I decided to do music full time, Mm -hmm. about four years ago, um, I, you know, was focusing on my music studio. And once that was all set in place and, you know, I was getting a stable income and was like, cool, like, you know, now I can branch out and do other creative things. I always knew it was going to be covering pop, covering epic rock songs, do having fun with music, um, you know, play more mm-hmm. contemporary pieces. I never really envisioned, like, oh, for fun, I'm going to go join an orchestra necessarily, <laughs> you know, would have been doing that. Yeah. So just because of my love of contemporary pop, top 40s, rock, rock hip-hop, rap, like, mm-hmm. I love every genre of music. I just – so – it wasn't like a matter of, oh, it was a switch. It's like it's always been a part of my journey, loving that and other music, but um, I don't know. Did I answer your question? I think so, yeah. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I find that's, that's the trend
0: with many young artists today, Like they're kind of torn between what they're taught at school and what they really like. And we try to bridge that gap. So a lot of my students play... Songs by Billie Eilish <laughs> and their recitals, and they love it. So, absolutely, I feel like that's a great way to pursue what you love. So, yeah, great. How did you discover the Viper, the Wood Violets? How did you come in touch with that awesome oh piece of, um, yeah?
1: Yeah, okay, so my dad yes. is amazing. He, um, it comes from a musical family, nice. and so he put us all in, like, we started on instruments at three years of age, because he put instruments in our hands. Nice. So, in school, he just randomly, like, brought home a, an electric violin for me. It was, like, a really ghetto probably $100 type of electric violin. So I always knew about electric violins, but I had never tapped into like, why would you do electric over acoustic until my hubby came into my life and he's an electric guitarist. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like showing me all the effects and the tones and he's like, we have to find you better electric violin. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So I was looking at different electric violins. And then around that time, I was starting to play and perform a lot more. Um, and so I started getting a lot of neck pain up oh, here yeah. like a ton of neck pain mm-hmm. and I was like there's no way I can continue performing and playing at this rate if I'm experiencing all this pain and so I went to Nam, I think in 2017 mm-hmm. and I saw the wood violin booth for the first time and I saw Mark Wood on stage on his wood violin stage and he was just rocking out on his mm-hmm. Viper and I was like oh my gosh like what <laughs> is that like that's so epic he's not he doesn't have his chin down he's so free he's just you know there's no shoulders yeah yeah he can all the way up and it feels like you're in first position Mm -hmm. and I was like if I get an electric violin like it has to be a viper yes you know just that necessity for like getting rid of all the pain so then my hubby and I were on this hunt to find a viper and um, my first one was actually um wasn't a brand new it was secondhand I I didn't even know where I would have bought a viper like they're they're not really sold in music stores you know so this brand new world for me so somebody Mm -hmm. was just selling it on craigslist who wasn't using it after 10 years and so I just was super fortunate to just swoop down and buy it in an area near me and then come to find out they're super hard to come by and I had no idea now I have three wow amazing
0: (laughs) I love it And how do you like the 7-string one? How do you
1: like the 7-string? Is it comfortable to play? Yeah. Oh my goodness. No, no, no. So I have a confession (laughs) take. Okay, I bought my 7-string at NAM last year Mm -hmm. in 2018. So that, no, no, 2019. So it's almost a year now. And that thing is still scary to me. And (laughs) it's amazing. And the the possibilities are endless. But... Mm -hmm. Um, I'll talk about this later probably, but I had a wrist, a really bad wrist injury this summer, and so it really oh. put me on a halt of learning that seven-string, and I couldn't really do anything new or stretch my hands or really work oh, no. very much. So that is still a challenge and a project I'm going <laughs> to be working on is learning how to master that seven-string instrument.
0: Yeah, that would that be my dream instrument. Definitely want those bass lines to be played on a vibraphone. <laughs> Excellent, Amy. Thanks. So why don't we listen to one of your original songs in collaboration with your husband, Dylan. And so the one we're going to hear right now is one of my personal favorite, The Alliance. Yeah, yeah. All right. So here we go, guys. I love there's this Eastern influence and I can hear Eastern motifs. <laughs> That's so yeah. interesting. So was this a co-write?
1: Like, yes. How did you approach it? Original, yeah, yeah. All my originals have been co-writes and so much of the credit um, has to go to my hubby Dylan. He's a genius. Nice. That's beautiful. I love it. So
0: like how, how would you say go about it? Like do you kind of guys throw around ideas and be like oh this this riff sounds cool, or like, no, let's create the bass line first, like, was there any specific process to this that you normally kind of do it in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he has, he's written a lot more, like, music than I have, Um, but he, I think he has his own process, my hubby Dylan, Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, if I'm gonna be involved, and I'm writing, I was like, it needs to make sense in my mind, because I'm Mm -hmm. not a writer like normally so we would like sit together in a room and we would just for me what's always been important is coming up with like a lick or a melody line that is mm-hmm. catchy yes. that you could see someone humming in their head mm-hmm. um because he's like all shred guitar so anything fast and epic sounding is like most likely his idea but I was like I want my what I can for sure contribute is like I want to create a melody line or a lick that's like hummable or that someone's going to remember and think, wow, that was beautiful. Or they get just for some reason, catchy. Mm -hmm. So we would like play around with our guitar, like his electric guitar, my Viper, we would be noodling. And then before that, we're like, we like to set themes Mm -hmm. and kind of like set a story. Yeah. So, so last year we, we did, um, we traveled to Thailand Mm -hmm. for our honeymoon and Alliance was supposed to be, um, um, song we wanted to record in Thailand, oh. so that's where Alliance originated. Um, where we we thought we you know we were going to be in Thailand and we wanted kind of like that Oriental sound almost yes, and or the European sound that you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. So just you know we kind of have these ideas and then we're like, okay, what's the story? And so I think originally the story was like like a, a woman and a man kind of in this like beautiful foreign like jungle and they're like you know, looking for each other. Like, we kind of have this idea, and that's how things will start to develop. Mm-hmm. And I like structure, so I'm like, okay, what's kind of the verse? What's the course that we're going to keep coming back to so that it makes sense when you're kind of listening? Um, so I feel like that's part of That's kind of my contribution to the music. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it came out so
0: nicely. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. I love that. And uh, I love it that, yeah, I like structure too, but as a composer, like I, I tend to do very organized stuff. But then the last album I was working on is I decided to just throw that all out and be like, see what happens. Let's just create like a track. Let's just throw some ideas into it, right? <laughs> so oh, great. That's what you should do. That's what yeah. creativity is about. Change it up a bit, yeah. All right. Amazing. Okay. Um, so yeah, we talked about the collaboration and, um, did you actually record the song on the Viper? Yeah. Yeah. All, all of it. That's amazing.
1: It sounds almost like played acoustically. <laughs> it has that articulation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, my hubby has the Kemper. Have you ever heard of the Kemper? And um, mm-hmm. so it's this amazing uh, device that most guitarists buy it and use, and it mm-hmm. has all these tones and effects. Oh. So, like it's amazing. So you know amps, like how yeah guitar are always like oh I'm going to buy this amp this amp well basically the Kemper came and it's replacing the amps so instead of having like mm-hmm. 20 amps you can have a Kemper and it carries all of those 20 sounds but the Kemper holds like thousands of sounds and tones wow. and replicates those tones perfectly so um, my hubby you know he's the one that he's the sound guy so he like has the Kemper he like goes through all the tones with me We that's like a whole process like weeks and weeks where we're, like he's constantly like going through tones and he's like do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this one? I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. that sounds nasally. (laughs) So super fortunate to have that option, you know? That's
0: amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just getting into the whole like pedals and effects. It's my first kind of pedal at my producer's studio. So we're playing around with that. So trying to make it sound more smooth. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. All right. Uh, uh, What would you say was your biggest challenge on your path to becoming the artist you are today? What would be kind of like the main thing that you had to overcome to be here? Yeah.
1: Um, okay. Well, to overcome to be here, I kind of like have two different answers. Well that's good. My, my recent challenge was like I mentioned earlier, when I injured my wrist. Uh, um, yeah. I was I'd already had some, like, a little bit of inflammation in my wrist because I was, like, performing a lot and I was, like, practicing a lot of choreography and dancing. Mm-hmm. So I think I started holding my violin too much instead <laughs> of letting it hold on to my body. So I wasn't really playing with the right technique. But then I was teaching a lesson and one of my students fainted on me. Oh. Um, and, I, and I caught them and thankfully they're okay. Nothing bad happened, but I ended up twisting my wrist. Oh, no. And that just, like, as far as my practicing and my growth that I've wanting to be doing and has really been put on a, a halt, uh, like a halt, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I'm just letting it rest and heal and get better. Like, I'm still gigging all the time. Yeah. But, you know, what I mean? there's a difference between when you're pouring into your practicing and when mm-hmm. you're not really practicing as much because you're trying to, like, get better. Yes. So, honestly, like, that was, that's was that been very emotional for me this past year like feeling like I'm falling backwards with my my skill set just because I can't practice the normal way um so that's been very hard and discouraging but Mm -hmm. I just have to remember there's so many other areas I can be focusing on and getting better at and you know, um, just letting my wrists have time to heal, which it's, I think, almost back to 100% normal now. So,
0: yay! Oh, great. Amazing. Yeah, I can relate to that. It's not nearly as deep of a story as yours, but I had a blister on my pinky this week. (laughs) And that was so annoying. I actually had to spend three days. Yeah, like I could still play because I have a pretty thick callus on it, on top of it. So I couldn't feel it, but it was like an extra weight on my string when i play so that was so annoying so yeah i I can i can relate to that i completely imagine doing that for a few months wow yeah so there's there's a big difference Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that's really been my biggest for me the most personal challenge that's Mm -hmm. really like been emotional for me um Mm -hmm. as well as physical but like what was the other part of the question? Just like what's the biggest challenge? Yeah, what's getting- the
0: biggest challenge you would say on your path as becoming the artist you are today?
1: I mean, for me, like I really crave growth and I really crave challenge and I, mm-hmm. the challenges for me was like I would, you know, focus on building a studio and now I teach 40 students and like I hit these ceilings and I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> so I'm like these ceilings and I'm like I don't want to open up a school like I like my private studio Mm -hmm. but what's next you know so it's like constantly trying to find these windows that go up and I'm like okay now I'm going to like, oh, I want to start gigging, so I'm going to start making these cover videos, so I'm making all these cover videos, and then I feel like I hit the ceiling where I'm like, okay, like, I have plenty of promo material, now what, you know, like, what do I want to do, what's challenging, what's fun, what's Mm -hmm. going to create better income, what's going to get me out there, so I feel like that's, like, a fun challenge, where I keep hitting these, like, ceilings, and Mm -hmm. I, like, have to figure out where to go from there, so. That sounds amazing, completely,
0: yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, <laughs> I could I can relate to that for sure like a few years ago I was teaching at a place and I found like I've had my time in there I had to move on then I built a private studio then I felt like I've kind of had my time there too I had to move on <laughs> and then I like to switch things up every couple years or three years or so yeah that's true I think like as artists we do crave growth and um the, the part of being an artist is just having this kind of passion and Nothing can stand on its way. So you've achieved something here, you've made a project, you move on to the next project and the next project. Someone that I don't remember who said, As soon as I create something, I then destroy it and build something new.
1: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> or you're just like, okay, Max, what yes, can I work exactly, on?
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's this kind of like restless spirit that we have that, yeah. <laughs> People tell me, like, how old are you that you're so crazy, like, running, doing things? I'm like, well. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like life is, if I'm just maintaining, I'm just doing what needs to be done. I'm, like, mm-hmm. super bored. I almost feel depressed. I'm, like, I need to be working on something new and exciting. Yes,
0: yes. having a passion project. Mm-hmm. All right. Amazing. Why don't we have a listen to another song, right? Um, so yeah. I believe this is also collaboration, Conquer. Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> So here we go, guys. This is Conquer by Amy and Dylan. Pirate. Oh, thank you. So we, uh, to me, it sounds like a pirate song, like one of those things that could be either in the Pirates of the Caribbean or in a video game about
1: pirates. (laughs) That was like our theme. That was kind of what we were going for when we created it. I I have to go back and really think about it. But I know that that was like we wanted it to sound kind of piratey. And that was like, there's like a little, you know, lick or motif in there that we keep bringing back that we want it to be like the recurring theme, so.
0: Nice. Well, that's completely it. you achieved it. It was you, achieved <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. So it's something also kind of like, um, I have a couple of songs that are piratey in my album, and those were inspired by the Game of Thrones. What were you inspired by Ooh. for this
1: one? Oh, man. So... Honestly, just I think we kept choosing slightly different themes for each song, and I think mm-hmm. that um, hmm, I can't quite remember exactly what why we chose that pirate theme because um, it's fun. <laughs> like I was just noodling around, mm-hmm. finding themes that I liked, and my hubby was like, "That sounds piratey almost," and I think we just ran with that idea, creating this whole story in our minds. So nice.
0: Amazing, okay, we do have one more song to play. Are we prepared to hear it? I think Ah. so So this is one more collaboration also Amy Serrano and Dylan Burkham and this is one you guys are ready Here we go music, I love that there's never a dull moment. You're listening to a track, there isn't an empty spot, and when you think it's over, it keeps going. <laughs> um,
1: we are both full of ideas. That's the what you get when you have two completely different artists coming together mm-hmm. to collaborate. I'm like, I have these ideas and my hubby's like, I have these ideas. Yeah. And we're like, just fit everything in. That's amazing.
0: That's great. Okay, well, Amy, what we do usually towards the end of our show is we have this rapid-fire game that we play and you have to answer 10 questions in under a minute. (laughs) Would you be up for it? Yeah. Okay, okay, let's do this. So I'm going to get the timer started. You probably won't hear it, but we'll be able to hear it so we can tell if we ran out of time. (laughs) Okay. So as soon as it goes three, two, one, then I'm going to read the first question. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. Which events do you like to play more? Indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Okay. At what age did you pick up violin?
1: Three.
0: How many instruments do you own? (laughs) <laughs> nice! Violin, what's your favorite? Acoustic or electric? Electric. Yay! What motivates you?
1: My husband Dylan and all the amazing artists on Instagram.
0: Yay! Which YouTuber you can't stop watching?
1: Which YouTuber can I not yes. watching? Yes, can't stop watching. Okay, I love this like Duo DJ combo right now. It's, I think their, their names are Gigio and Alicia. Um, they do like, it's like
0: instrumental and DJ at the same time. They're super epic. Cool. Your favorite songs to cover? Name three. Ah, we ran out of time. But we're going to continue what? with questions. That's okay. Uh, name three songs that are your favorite
1: to cover. Three songs that are my favorite to cover? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so. One that, I, okay, I'll name three that I'm covering this weekend that I like. Um yeah. Cigurita mm-hmm. recently just came out. Nice. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. I love Million Dreams by mm-hmm. The Greatest Showman. I'm going to be playing that this weekend. Mm-hmm. And um let's see here. Crazy Train. Okay. So, uh, love mm-hmm. that one. And I'll be covering all of them. I'm doing like. Four different genres this weekend. Nice. Be
0: we'll be following you for some previews. Sure. <laughs> okay, name three people that you admire.
1: Um, I admire I admire Mark Wood mm-hmm. and his wife Laura. I don't know yes. if that counts as one or two. Um, I admire my dad and Ricardo Serrano, and mm-hmm. I admire my hubby Dylan Burkel.
0: That's amazing. That's perfect. Dogs or cats? Dogs. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Name three violinists that you follow on Instagram.
1: Um. Let's see here. Well, I follow you Yay. now. So. <laughs> Thank um, you. One of my best friends, Regina Marie Talley. Um, And there's so many amazing ones. I feel like I'm going to leave people out if I <laughs> don't. Um, I love following... Um, Let's see, who do I want to mention? I love following Giselle. She's from Turkey. I can't mm-hmm. blink you on her last name, but she always puts on these amazing spectacle shows in Turkey. Wow. Fantastic. Yay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Amy, for playing. We didn't make it in under a minute, but thanks for being a good <laughs> Okay. So I think the only thing left to do is to ask you the big, the big question is um, what advice would you give to a younger performer, musician entering the industry today who want to do something like what you do?
1: Oh, um, okay. Well, there's like two parts, but I don't know how much time we have. Um, but That's the okay. first is continue to grow, don't stop growing. Um, do something that invests into your future every day. Even if it takes you 10 minutes or five minutes, but do something every single day that invests into your future and that um, helps you grow in some area, whether that's your, your instrument, your finances, your marketing, your, your relationships, but do something new, not something that's just maintaining. Um, that's my biggest advice and something I wish I would have learned a long time ago, but I think that's helped me got get really far because I've always tried to grow, um, every day. So yeah. That's amazing. That's perfect.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Amy. Thank you for being on the show today. I'm so excited to That's share so all cool. the, the links with everyone and, uh, thanks for sharing your amazing music that I personally love very much. I think it's like the perfect mm-hmm. combination of rock and a little bit of a like, kind of Celtic feel to it. And yeah, <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. And guys, you can find Amy's music on her website at www.serrano-musica.com, On YouTube, La Caraba, Amy Serrano, and Dylan Burkham. You'll find their collaboration. Amy Serrano Burkham. Oh, Burkham. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. On Twitter, at Violinist SD. On Facebook, at Amy Serrano1989. On Instagram, at Amy.serrano.burkham at wood violins, you can read her profile as well as an artist of wood violins at woodviolins.com forward slash amy serrano so thank you so much amy for being on this show i had so much fun and it was so great to learn about your story and all the challenges that we together face like we all have similar challenges so i believe that is gonna get a lot of people on the same page <laughs> thank you and i would love to have you back a few months down the road when you have like a release coming out or a show or something interesting you'd like to share with us that mm-hmm. we'll be happy to hear about that so yes. thank you so much have an amazing day and we'll see you guys next week yay. yay thank you have a great one that's all folks if you like iron fiddle songs download them at yourbraminka.com forward slash music see you next time